Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson. It's Monday, and you know what that means. It's time for Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. On tonight's show, we will recap the 2021-22 Indiana University women's basketball season with Skip Daly. We will also talk with Grace Berger about last season. And next week, we will have a season preview for the upcoming 2022-23 IU women's basketball preview show. So let's talk IU women's basketball, and joining me tonight is Skip Daly, who covers the women for the South Central Indiana News Network. Skip, it is a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much for taking the time to join me. Well, Nick, thank you so much for having me. It's not only a pleasure to be on your show, but it is great to talk IU women's basketball with you again. We had the opportunity to do it last year. And we're a little bit late in the season, or or rather in the post of the season, to be talking IU women's basketball recap. But you and I talked about this, and we kind of thought that recapping the season just in advance of this year's season was kind of the way to go, maybe to help build some excitement and to, uh, to have everyone relive those memories over last year. So I'm excited to be here. Well, it's a pleasure to have you in a lot of excitement last year for Indiana women's basketball. Finished the season 24 and 9. They were 11 and 5 in the Big Ten. They lost to Iowa in the Big Ten tournament championship game. They got to host the NCAA tournament for the first time, beating Charlotte in the first round by 34 points, beating Princeton in a very tight game by just a point, and then falling in the Sweet 16 to UConn by 17. Of course, there's three players who graduated this year that were starters in Alexa Goulbay, Ali Patberg, Nicole Cardano-Hillary, but of course, Grace Berger and Mackenzie Holmes are back. What was your impression of just overall, just the season that the Hoosiers had? Well, last year was a season of great expectation. Of course, they're coming off of that great Elite Eight run that they had the previous year. And they're returning all their starters, but you've got to remember most other teams in the, in the country were returning all of their starters as well. But there was great expectation. We were a preseason top 10 team, and we started off the season in great fashion. Of course, uh, the first real test was against Kentucky, and I, they destroyed them by 20 some odd points. Uh, and then the tests keep coming. Coach Morin likes to put challenges early in the season. And it's something that the top teams seem to be doing more of. They seem to be battling earlier in the year as opposed to battling in March and again in April. And we're kind of seeing before IU even gets into Big Ten play, you know, they've already seen the likes of Kentucky and Stanford and Miami and NC State. And and those are those teams are not slouches. Of course, Stanford and, and, and NC State were top five teams, you know, throughout the entire season. And Miami, I mean, they were no slouch this year. 
and uh, they they took uh, they took IU to the uh, to the end of that game in the Bahamas, but IU was able to pull that out, and and it was a great opening to the season. Of course, once the holidays came and passed, and once the conference play began was when we started to have some some challenges and some adversity. And of course, those two big challenges, the two big elephants in the room were the injury to Mackenzie Holmes and then subsequently the two-week challenge that they had with, with a COVID outbreak. So they lived up to their expectations up until that point. And you've got to remember, you mentioned at the top of the show, 24 and 9 overall. Eight of those nine losses that they had were top 20 teams. As a matter of fact, I think they were top 14 teams. And, and of course, three of those losses were all to Iowa. And they happened, you know, right there at the end of the season and again in the Big Ten tournament championship finals. So they had a lot of challenge on their plate and they lived up to a lot of it. And then, uh, of course, the injury happened. What was your take up until uh, up until that point, well, they started the season with four wins. They were one and two the next three. Obviously, losing to Stanford by three in the Bahamas, losing to NC State by eight here in the Big Ten ACC Challenge. Then they go nine and zero. Oh. Of course, then the COVID pause happened. Holmes's injury. They come back. They lose to Michigan on the road at, by fifteen. They then win four in a row, lose at Nebraska by 17, come back to beat Northwestern, and then 0-3 at the end of the year, losing to Iowa by five, and then six, and then losing at Maryland by three, and then, of course, you know, losing to Iowa by seven in the Big Ten final, and then UConn by 17 in the Sweet 16. So I think, obviously, that COVID pause was a big concern in Holmes' injury, but IU has so many weapons with Goulbay, Pat Berg, Cardano Hillary, and Berger, and Chloe Moore McNeil, Keander Brown playing key minutes off the bench, that really, they didn't miss much of a beat. Well, you hit the nail on the head talking about players off the bench. The amount of bench minutes that IU had up until Mackenzie Holmes' injury was pretty scarce. And I think that almost forced Coach Morin into looking at the depth and into stretching. And we found both Kendra Brown and Chloe Moore McNeil starting several games throughout the season there in January and in February. And it opened up opportunities for them to shine. And and they showed a lot of promise. I think they're going to be great number six and number seven players this year as well. And I think we're going to see a lot more of the bench this year early and I think we're going to see a lot of rotation it's going to open up the opportunity for coach Morin to to challenge some of the matchups in this next year's schedule but that was one of the big highlights uh, being able to go a little deeper into the bench than what had been happening prior and of course you know you, you can't discount the other the other significant milestones finally defeating Maryland and coach Morin having what, an, an eighth consecutive season now with 20-plus wins? I mean, that's huge. That's absolutely huge. The level that IU women's basketball has gone to is is unprecedented in new heights. They're expected to get to the tournament now every year. They've never they, 
till this year, they've never hosted an NCAA tournament. They got that accomplished. They beat Maryland twice at home by seven in overtime and then in the Big Ten tournament by 11, not to mention they went to Ohio State and won by 20. They hadn't done that in years, and they beat Ohio State by eight in the Big Ten tournament as well. Two nemesis that they have finally knocked off. Now it's just getting that revenge on Iowa where they had to play three times in basically three weeks. But the the accomplishment that this Hoosier team has made uh, under Coach Morin is just incredible. Fan attendance is up. They've gotten a lot of great recruits over the years. They've gotten major transfers. Obviously, Cardano Hillary came here from George Mason. They've got a few coming in this year. The success for IU basketball is going to remain for a while. Indeed. And the recruitment is only getting better and better and better. And, you know, you have to you have to credit Tyra Buss and Amanda Cahill for helping to bring IU to that NIT championship caliber. And, of course, Allie Papberg and Brenna Wise taking over from there. Two key transfers, of course, you know, that uh, you were talking about the transfers. And coming from Notre Dame and from Pitt, they really helped carry that NIT legacy. And, you know, if you look at other teams that have been able to do that, on the men's side, you know, you're talking 25, 30 years ago, University of Connecticut men's team, they were nothing until they won that NIT championship in the early 90s. And then they were able to build on that. And they became a perennial powerhouse and they've won several championships. And, you know, I think that's where we are. I'm not going to suggest that this is a, a team that can compare with, you know, the legacy that that UConn men's team or, or, of course, their women's team has been able to put together. But moving forward, we're going to see, as uh, as Grace Berger put in the interview that we're going to hear in just a little bit, it's no longer the exception, it's the expectation. And the expectation is going to be that IU continues to be a top 10 powerhouse, and they're going to make Final Fours, and they're going to be a team to beat. You and I were both at the Big Ten Women's Tournament in Indianapolis to see the crowd support for IU and get to the final. That There was so much electricity in the building again in that final game against Iowa, and the crowds kept growing as the Hoosiers kept advancing. What was your takeaway from their performance in the Big Ten Tournament? Well, I thought it was amazing. In all honesty, I think coming off of the previous season, uh, 2021, going 0-1, you know, losing that that opening round to Michigan State, you know, they had something to come off and prove, but it was no easy task. They were coming in and playing a Rutgers team that was playing really high caliber basketball at that point in time. And this is a Rutgers team that IU hasn't played for three or four seasons now because they've had they've had a COVID problem every time they've tried to match up over the last two seasons. Of course, the previous season was a wash. It was no easy feat even even walking into that first game and then to turn around to defeat Maryland and then to turn around and to defeat Ohio State. You know, obviously the crowd support was huge and it probably helped lift them no doubt about it and of course you know we talked about the starting five five players in double figures averaging a year with 
Graceberger at 16.2, Mackenzie Holmes at 15.2, Alexa Goulbay at 11.8, Ali Patberg and Nicole Cardano Hillary at 11.6. I thought the, the funniest thing in the press conferences during the games listening to Maryland and Rutgers players is they kept calling Nicole Cardano Hillary a gnat and a pest because of her defensive play, and she took that as a major compliment. Well, she didn't only take it as a compliment. It goes to show the trust and the coaching that we have at at IU. You know, she walked in the all-time leading scorer at George Mason in in three years' time. She came over to, uh, to the Hoosiers, and she was thought to be an offensive player. And they put trust in her, and they worked with her. And she just became one of the most prolific defensive guards in the nation last year. She was on people stuck like glue. It was just amazing to watch. And she had fun doing it. You know, you were at the games. You you, you and I were at all the games, uh, all the home games this year. And she was just getting beaten up. She was, she, she'll get knocked down. She'll get elbowed. She'll get, she'll get run over. She gets right back up. And she doesn't complain to the refs, and she just keeps on fighting. She was amazing. It's it's, it's going to be a huge loss, but I like what what Indiana was able to do out of the transfer portal. Like or lump the new system. This is what we have in college sports right now with the transfer portal and with NIL. So the game is going to change, and I think this is a perfect time for the Indiana Hoosiers to have elevated their status in the country as as a women's basketball championship contender. Well, one player we haven't mentioned who also graduated was Grace Wagner from Vincennes, Indiana, Vincennes Reve. She played 30 games off the bench last year, only averaged 0.4 points a game, but she was not in there for her offensive game. She was in there for defense with her length, athleticism, and she did a great job. And of course, they rewarded her with a athletic scholarship this year. She came to IU on an academic scholarship after winning a prestigious Lilly scholarship, which meant she could go anywhere in Indiana for four years, originally committing to Evansville. But then the Hoosiers said, hey, come here. And she accepted. And what a key addition she has been for the Hoosiers on defense. Yeah, she's she's great. She only came in, you know, in sparse moments here over the last season, but she was she was that number 8 player, let's let's be honest, but she came in and she worked with heart. And she made a lot of key plays. She she wasn't there for her offensive skills like what you were saying, but she would she would take a charge. She would make a steal. Uh, she would grab a key rebound, you know, and or she would step in when Golbey or, or, or Holmes had had too many fouls and just needed to get through a series or two. She was there. She understood her role. And she came in and she executed. Like I said, it was not a glamorous role, but she came in and she did it. And she did it with heart. And you got to love her. She's an Indiana girl as well. And we lost two Indiana girls this year. Of course, Allie Papberg and Grace Wagner. Through the transfer portal, we picked up another Indiana girl. And I know you're going to talk all about, uh, you know, this coming season next week, Nick. It's sad to see, you know, some of the Indiana recruits gone. And, now that Indiana is playing a lot 
more competitive ball, uh, it's going to be a lot tougher for, you know, some of these, these hometown heroes to, to make the cut now that they're recruiting nationally and internationally. Uh, so well, actually, you know, internationally, my goodness, there's, I'm sure there's five or six different countries represented on Indiana in this upcoming season. So that's going to be exciting. And this last year was great. And it's uh, it's been great to relive it with you here for a little bit. Thank you. I, I greatly appreciate you having me on and showcasing this interview that I was able to do with Grace Berger. And well, it's been a few weeks since we since we we did this. It seems like the perfect time now to help catapult us into this exciting time of the year where we're going to have Hoosier hysteria over the next couple of weeks. The schedules have just been announced. I know you're looking forward to talking about all of this next week. Looking very much forward to talking about it all next week. And Skip, I thank you so much for joining me. And when we come back, Skip conducted an interview with Grace Berger last month, and we will have that interview after this quick timeout. This is Talking Sports with Nick Jangetson on the South Central Indiana News Network. This is Danny with Weathervane Insurance Solutions. Not only is it especially important for our economy to support local businesses these days, but as your local independent insurance agency, Weathervane Insurance can shop you around with dozens of carriers to ensure you receive the most competitive price and, of course, the best customer service. Find us on the web at weathervaneonline.com. That's weathervaneonline.com. Are you concerned about your life insurance coverage during these uncertain times in history? I'm Adam Beasley with American Senior Benefits right here in Bloomington, and we can help you find the best coverage for you and your family. We work for you to find the best plan out of more than 150 companies. We can compare your existing coverage or start a brand new plan. From newborn to 89 years old, from term to permanent, we'll find what's best for you. Call us at American Senior Benefits, 812-631-2305. Hi, this is former IU women's basketball player Amanda Cahill, and I listen to Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. And welcome back. You're listening to Talking Sports right here on the South Central Indiana News Network. Skip Daly here with our annual Indiana University Women's Basketball Wrap-Up and Sneak Preview into the 2022-23 season. Today we are joined by All-American graduate guard Grace Berger. Grace, thank you so much for, for coming back on the show. It's great to have you again. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Well, before we get into basketball, middle of the summer right now, how's your summer going? It's good. We're on our fifth week of of summer workouts, so we've been here since the beginning of June and have a lot of new teammates, a lot of freshmen transfers, and so um, it's been a really exciting summer for all of us. All right. What about non-basketball? Is the family still in Louisville? Yeah, still in Louisville. We just got a pool in our house, so I've I've been back there. That's exciting. Yeah, so it's been a great summer. Excellent. We get kind of a one-dimensional view of Grace Berger. Just real quick, what are a couple other interests uh, that you have other than basketball? I mean, I I love all kinds of sports. 
I, I, I used to golf a lot and I don't have as much time now, but I still get out there with some friends and, and my dad and my brother. That's something I like to do to kind of get away from basketball a little bit. Um, I'm a big, big animal lover. I love dogs, taking them to the dog park, going on walks and things like that. So, um, and then just, just chilling, hanging with friends, nothing too special, but definitely some things I like to do outside of basketball. Now, not a lot of folks probably realize that you graduated in three years with IU and you're already halfway through your master's program. Is that right? Yes, that's right. That's right. And you studied sports management? Yeah, sports marketing and management for my undergrad and then sport administration. I'll get my master's next May. And how are, how are the studies going so far? It's great. Um, I really enjoy the the subject. Obviously, I want to work in sports after basketball. So it's something that's really interesting to me. So it, so it makes it enjoyable for sure. Now, this summer for you has to be uh, a little bit different than last year. Of course, you were a member of the Team USA, 6-0 and gold medal. Talk about that experience and how that translated to any changes potentially on the court for you for last season. Yeah, I mean, I think anytime you can spend almost an entire month um, playing with and against and then being coached by, you know, the best of the best, I think it, 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 may, it makes you better. Um, it forces you out of your comfort zone for sure, whether that's, you know, using your voice, um, finding ways to be good at things that you might not have been had to have been good at in the past, playing really good defense, you're guarding some of the best players in the country, I mean, in the world in that tournament. So um, it really, I think, just forced me to to grow my game in ways that maybe I haven't been, you know, exposed to before. And I got to learn from the best and play against the best. And so I think it's something that helped me last year and is going to continue to help me in the future. You've watched this program, uh, this IU women's basketball program, hurdle into prominence throughout your career. Uh, you entered on the tail end of an NIT championship and then you went into round two of the NCAAs in 2019, running into a brick wall named Ionescu. Of course, the following season, you saw a number 12 ranking for a good part of the season, which was sadly cut short. And then the following year, you helped lead the Hoosiers into the NCAA round of eight. This past season, you once again earned a Sweet 16 bid before falling short to UConn. Before we get into this immediate season, let's Let's talk a little bit more about your thoughts on the growth of IU women's basketball program as a whole. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's really hard for me right now to kind of even, you know, put into words or fully realize how, how much it's grown since I've been here and how special that is, because I'm still kind of living in the moment. I'm still focused on, you know, next year and winning championships and doing things that we haven't done before. But um, I mean, thinking back to my freshman year when we were just struggling to get into the tournament to where, you know, each year it's slowly grown. Um, And now, you know, the Sweet 16 is um, an expectation. We expect it every single year. It's not an exception. So, I mean, it's kind of crazy when I actually do sit and think about it, but I don't get to do that very often because I'm always just focused on, you know, how we can be better the next year. But, um, you know, Indiana women's basketball means so much to me. So to be able to play some role in kind of elevating the program along with the coaches and, and my teammates, it's been something that's really special. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Grace Berger will talk to us a little bit more about the Indiana University women's basketball season for 2021-22, and we're going to get her to give us a quick glimpse into next season. You're listening to Talkin' Sports. 
Are you spending more time at home these days? If so, then you'll want to consider having your carpets professionally cleaned. Brothers Carpet Cleaning has been the region's premier cleaner for nearly a decade. Their truck-mounted systems are the most effective to remove bacteria, allergens, and pet dander. Brothers Carpet Cleaning will professionally clean your carpet, tile, upholstery, and wood. When it has to be clean, call Brothers Carpet Cleaning. Online at CarpetCleaningBrothers.com. I'm injury attorney Matt Lloyd. With an injury claim, don't leave cash on the table by not realizing all the Indiana laws that can help you. The insurance company won't tell you about them, but call me for a free consultation to learn all the important steps to get the best settlement. Call or text 812-333-MATT or go online to myinjurycase.com. Let's join forces and fight for a settlement that makes sense for you. 812-333-MATT. Hi, this is Haley Jordan, beat writer for Sports Illustrated Indiana, and I listen to Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. And we're back. You're listening to Talking Sports. Today is part of our Indiana Women's Basketball Spotlight on the show, All-American Grace Berger. Of course, she is a returning graduate guard for Indiana University Women's Basketball. And you were talking before break with us about some of the expectations moving forward, the growth of the program during your tenure, especially. And now it's no longer an exception, you said. It's the standard for you guys to go deep into the NCAA tournament. Some of the things that you were able to accomplish this past season, defeating Maryland for the very first time, that had been a goal of yours. Uh, Of course, you wanted to also win a Big Ten tournament championship, and you wanted to, of course, have that final four and, and compete for an NCAA championship. Those two goals fell short, but you did defeat Maryland. Talk about how important that was to the team and into into coach as well. Yeah, I mean, Maryland has been, at least since I've been here and kind of been around the Big Ten, the team that everyone is chasing in the Big Ten, I think has really helped to elevate um, the level of play as around Big Ten women's basketball, not just us. And I remember getting blown out by 2025 20, my freshman year and sophomore year and just being in flat out embarrassed by them. And I think, you know, it made me certainly hungrier to beat them. And I think it made all of us work harder so that we could get to that level of play someday. So to kind of see that finally pay off and be able to beat them a couple of times this year, they're still, we're a top 10 team in the country. They're still really, really good. And we have so much respect for them. So to be able to get a couple of wins against them, I just think it says, you know, that our program is, is, you know, where we envisioned it wanting to be a couple of years back. Early in the season, you guys were introduced to some of the top teams in the country. How does playing those top-ranked teams, and of course now you guys are one of those top-ranked teams that everyone is after, but how, how important is that, getting, getting those games early in the season and getting that experience behind you? Yeah, I mean, to be the best, you have to play the best. Um, and that starts in November. That starts in December. Um, we know what we're going to get in the Big Ten schedule. We know we're going to play against some of the top teams in the country. But I think Coach Moran's really big on, you know, testing us early, 
And even when we fall short, we still learn a lot um, of things that are going to help us when it really matters down the road in, in March and, and hopefully April. So, you know, anytime that, that you can test yourself against those top five, top 10 teams, teams that, you know, have won conference championships, have won national championships, have been to final fours. I think it's really good just to kind of see where we stack up against them and then see where maybe we're falling short and what we need to get better at. And, you know, this year, I think it's, it's going to be no different. You are the epitome of a team player, but your individual stats speak out pretty loudly this past year, of course, averaging over 16 points per game, leading the team 535 total points. You're, uh, you led the team in defensive rebounds. You started all 33 games, averaging over 36 minutes per game. Talk about your individual accomplishments and what are, what are your goals for yourself for this year? Um, I mean, you know, I, I know that if I take care of what I need to, you know, as a team, and if we get wins as a team, all the individual stuff will come. So um, I think, you know, one of the areas that I've kind of matured, you know, since high school and even my time at Indiana is just worrying about, you know, completely about the team first um, and knowing that everything else will kind of fall into place after that. Obviously, I have have goals in terms of playing professionally and different things like that. But every single game, I'm just, you know, super competitive and super focused on winning I, what I need to do to help my team win. And I, you know, ultimately realize that if I, if I accomplish that, then I'll be fine individually. So. It's really just staying focused on what my team needs and and winning the basketball game at hand. Last year during the season, of course, there was some adversity, you know, having Mackenzie Holmes get injured right right there at the rise of the second part of that season. Talk about how the team regrouped and what were your thoughts about how you were going to push forward at that time? During it, throughout the middle of the season, when it all kind of happened, and then, you know, a week or two later, we you know, had a, had a COVID outbreak and had to take, um, I believe it was a two week break. And I think it just kind of, you know, messed us up for a little bit, but it also kind of forced us to learn how to deal with adversity. It forced other people who may not have gotten opportunities early in the season to kind of step up and, you know, figure out ways that they can contribute to the team. And that was every single player on the team, not just the bench players, but even the starters had to figure out how to step up and and fill the, the McKenzie void, which obviously is extremely hard to do. And I'm not sure you know, it was fully possible that we could do that. But um, I I mean, I think it it ultimately at the end of the year made us better because other people were forced to step up, kind of get out of their comfort zone a little bit. So when we did get Mackenzie back healthy, other people around her were were better and ready to go. Walking into the Big Ten tournament, you had on your mind probably that first round loss from the previous year. Of course, facing Rutgers, a team you hadn't played for a couple of years due to COVID problems that they've had through the years. What were you thinking going into that game and, and how well prepared were, uh, were you guys to take on the teams that would come? We're always, I think, well prepared just because we have the best coaching staff um, you could ask for and they get us ready no matter who we're playing. So even though we didn't have, you know, a whole lot of film of us playing Rutgers, um, we didn't have any at all. We still, all good about knowing their personnel, knowing their plays and kind of what to expect. We weren't thinking about necessarily any games down the road. We weren't thinking about Maryland or Iowa or teams like that because we knew that we hit a really dangerous Rutgers team who struggled early in the year, but they were really, you know, hitting their stride um, around that time. So to think that, you know, we weren't thinking of that Michigan State loss two years ago, that wouldn't be true. We definitely knew that 
we had to show up and be ready to play or we'd be sent home on the first day like we did the year before. So, you know, we were just focused on that first game and then um, one game at a time and we're hoping to just get hot and, and hopefully win it all. And you came real close, and hopefully that's one of your goals again for this year. Let's talk about this year's upcoming season. Of course, you've got some transfer players. You lost four seniors this year who uh, who graduated. One, of course, is uh, Allie Papberg, who is still helping out with the team. She got hired on as part of the staff. You've you've got three new transfer players that are coming in. Of course, Sydney Parrish, Alyssa Geary, and Sarah Scalia. How are they gelling so far with with everyone? during the summer sessions? It's been really smooth. It's been really great. They've been able to just come right in and I think, you know, really gel with all of us. They're all, you know, really good people off the court and um, really hard workers. So I think they just fit right into the locker room in terms of that. And then, uh, you know, we're just trying to kind of teach them and give them a crash course of, of what IU women's basketball is all about because I mean it is different from you know programs they may have been in the past and our goals are different and how we work are different so it's definitely still a learning curve even though they've been in college for a couple of years but they're all you know really mature really good basketball players so they're catching on um, really really quickly. In years past the goal has been to keep your opponents defensively below 60 points and keep your own team to 11 or less turnovers. That's been part of the success story for IU women's basketball under coach Moore. And does that continue? Are there added hopes and goals for the team this year than, than what we've seen in the past? I think, you know, that's a question you'd have to ask Coach Morin, but, you know, being here for four years, I can't see her changing any of those defensive goals. Uh, The personnel might change, but her mindset and her, um, you know, what she wants defensively, that those standards are never going to change. So, you know, even though we have different players, we're going to have to work together and figure out how we can accomplish those goals as a team, which might look different than last year. But like I said, she's still going to have the same expectations from us defensively. And that's, you know, we're always going to hang our hat on that end, no matter how good of shooters we have, how good of offensive players we have, we're always going to, you know, kind of establish our game on the defensive end first and foremost. All right. Is there anything else you'd like to leave our listeners? Um, I mean, I think I think everyone should be extremely excited about Indiana women's basketball. And I think, you know, we lost a lot, but I think we're going to be even better next year and accomplish even bigger goals and just keep, you know, going on with the rise of Indiana basketball. Well, thank you so much, Grace. It's been a pleasure to have you back on the show. We're so looking forward to seeing you back on the court. Fall can't come soon enough for uh, for a lot of us fans. So uh, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thank you for having me. My thanks to Grace Berger and Skip Daly for joining me this week. Be sure to join us next Monday night for the 2022-23 IU Women's Basketball Season Preview as we thank you for joining us on the South Central Indiana News Network for the entire team. I am Nick Jenkinson. Be sure to check us out on social media throughout the week and every Monday night right here for more Talking Sports.
was a production of the South Central Indiana News Network.